right. Thank you for joining me, Lance, in Canal's Quarantine Corner in this wonderful time, in the year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> the last time I checked, Saitama didn't die yet. So <laughs> this, I'm not accepting this. Oh, that is just what I needed today. <laughs> It's tough, man. Yeah, being quarantined, you have to find something to laugh at. You have to find some joy. <laughs> no, 100% agree. I just haven't heard anyone justifiably refer to the Lord as Saitama. And why? As he should be. And why not? As he I mean, be. I know. I 100% agree. I, like, Saitama should totally be our Lord and Savior because he certainly has nothing better to do. Exactly. And I mean, like, I know he isn't the conversation piece, but in a short time, what other character has come along and then, like, established so much dominance? So quickly. Yeah. So to, like, where the point we're actually having conversations of. One Punch Man can be Superman, the whole Goku. Right. So, I remember when we first told uh, told AJ about him, and he was like, "What? He can knock over buildings!" And now, like every five seconds, he's sending me a video of Saitama. It's like this guy's amazing. I'm like, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I wonder, like, how many like people like AJ because he's a personal trainer can like use the character as an inspiration. Will like inspire clients right oh yeah i don't know if you really could use it because it's fictional but to say hey yeah i mean i can't think of a character in such a short time so it's 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 100 squats so it's body weight exercises and then the fourth and final is 10 kilometer running which is about 6.2 miles roughly okay um for how many days he did that for like a year i thought Right. So, like, are they saying, you know, since everything is, like, getting trimmed down to the essentials, are those four exercises really all you need, really, to get in shape? First of all, I love the look on your face right now. You're so, like, excited about this. Uh, just, it just makes me so excited and happy to see that in someone <laughs> else. It's really cool to hear. I mean, he's an exciting character. Yeah. And again, Lance, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's really good to have you here in this time of quarantine and oddity and just overall existential dread. Uh, you make it a little brighter. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So there's a dude on, on YouTube called Jax Blade. J-A-X Blade. You would love him. Okay. I think he's a physical trainer by trade. He actually releases like workouts based on like cartoons and stuff. So like yeah. he'll do stuff for Rock Lee. He'll do stuff for I- Uncle Iroh. He'll do okay. stuff for Samurai Jack. And he did one for One Punch Man as well. So he did the workout that he was talking about. And the only thing that really uh, stopped him from continuing it, I think after like day 20, yeah, uh, is that his knees started to really give him issues with uh, mm-hmm. running 10 kilometers a day. Yeah. So that was that was a lot for him, apparently. Like He has since healed from those injuries. But okay. uh, that was the only thing I think that, that threw, him, threw him back. Yeah. Unless you're training for the Olympics like, mm-hmm. or something like that, I guess you'd space them out more. So, yeah, I mean, you could adjust it. I'm sure you could, like, work your way up. Yeah, and have that be the goal. Yeah, yeah. Instead of doing it every day. That would make more sense. That would make more sense. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to take this part out 
but we are here for DVC. Yeah. So what, what I'll do is I'll like I'll I'll uh, I'll keep this section for yeah. like, our One Punch. We can talk about One Punch Man next time. No, I mean or you. Fuck it, do you, you could keep. Do you want to do One Punch Man today? I mean, one of the points I was going to bring up. I do feel like Dragon Ball Z inspired One Punch Man. Oh, definitely. That was going to be one of my conversation pieces. Like, okay, the children, if you will, of Dragon Ball Z. Like they came as a result. Yeah, I think a lot of anime that we see now today and even a little bit ago with uh, Naruto and One Piece were inspired by Dragon Ball Z. Oh, definitely. We can have a day about One Punch Man, though. Yeah, if you want to do that. definitely. I, I mean, think that would probably be more accessible because we're both wearing Dragon Ball Z t-shirts and yeah. so I think we should go that route today. Yeah. When I was carefully planning for this uh, podcast about... Three hours ago. Um, <laughs> That's too much time. You, you put too much thought into this. <laughs> Going for casual. I should have planned for it earlier, honestly, but I, I did it today because I was like, oh yeah, it's Friday. Time is relative at this point. So um, I was thinking about what makes Dragon Ball Z such a big thing? Right. And uh, what makes it like, because I remember going back and forth with you, like, what are we going to talk about uh, yeah. this time? Because we had a previous time that inspired this one. Like, okay, where do we start? And yeah, I like the way you hit it as like, it's, uh, this is essentially like as uh, kids of the, the dare generation, let's go with one of their roles that totally succeeded in, in making kids not do drugs, uh, the dare program. So like, it was the gateway. <laughs> it was essentially the gateway anime for a lot of people who yeah. like watch the Toonami broadcast. Dragon Ball Z was that, was that anime. Um, as well as Dragon Ball yeah. uh, and whatnot. So, fun story, you probably know this, but Dragon Ball Z was actually a mistype of the title. Okay. I don't know if you know this. I did not. Yeah, so they wrote they wrote two, but when it was ported over, either on the English or Japanese side, they thought it was Z, so they are like, oh, okay, Dragon Ball Z, we'll, we'll go with that. And it was like, no, 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 this is the continuation of Dragon Ball, but since... It was received so well, they just stuck with it, and they kept on going for it. Okay. Dragon Ball, yeah, just a quick synopsis on what it is, yeah. and then we'll go from there, and then we'll tie up with uh, what it means for both of us and what it means for anime in general. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So it's actually based off of Chinese myth, and I really like the way that uh, Death Battle, a YouTube channel that uh, covers people from like Goku vs. the Classic. Great channel. Right, great channel. I really recommend it. They, they just did Obi-Wan versus Kakashi, by the way. Ooh, that'd uh, be good. Yeah, that was that was an interesting fight. They basically take all-known canon of the said character yeah, and then select their, their highest abilities and tendencies, skills, gear, what have you, and then they put them against a character from a completely different background. Uh, right. So that you could have, like, Deadpool versus Rainbow Dash, or... Yeah. Or you could have... Goku vs. Superman, classic fights. They actually did two of them because it was such an uproar. And uh, so they said it really well where Dragon Ball is based off of the old Chinese myth story, Journey to the West. Journey to the West is the legend uh, from when Buddhism comes from the Silk Routes into China. Specifically, like, taking uh, Sanskrit and then bringing it over to China, which is this new understanding of religious liberation and what have you. And uh, the Dragon Balls are uh, the Lotus Sutras, which is what are transcribed by the monk. The monk is actually Bulma. Son Wukong is, is uh, Goku. Okay. Goku's name, Son Goku, is the Japanese version of Son Wukong. It's, it's interesting to see a Japanese take on a Chinese story 
And it truly had, and this is what Death Metal said the best, is like, it truly has been a journey to the West because it is a utterly exploded on the American, Australian, yeah. UK stages. Everybody loves it. And this is something for the last 20 years, which is astounding. Right. And if you think about anime, like you'll definitely hear like Pokemon. Yeah. But that's also done its own kind of thing, as, as you pointed out before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, people kind of forget that Pokemon's an anime, but it's because it just exploded on trading cards, Game Boys, uh, Pokemon Stadium, the right. Pokemon Snap, which is a forgotten classic of the N64 era. That's the photo one, right? Hell yes, it was the photo one. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you did not get Pikachu on the surfboard, then what were you doing with your life when you were a kid? Yeah. I remember reading that from Blockbuster a bunch of times. Oh, that whole sentence was beautiful, Lance. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's another story for another day, but back to Dragon Ball Z. It can be. Yeah. Yeah, and so like so the, the one of the big number of animes are going to be, so Pokemon, Naruto, and of course, Dragon Ball Z. With I would combine Dragon Ball with that. Yeah. Uh, we'll focus on Dragon Ball a different day, but we'll, today we'll focus on PBZ. So it really comes to fruition on on the uh, Western scale from the Toonami broadcast. And uh, from that point on, we had other shows, as we've talked before, mm-hmm. like uh, Tenshi Muyo, Veroni Kenshin, right. Yu Yu Hakusho, which is a big favorite for the two of us. And then this weird show where a couple of guys just yell and power up and have these bioelectrical fields that come in front of them. Right. And all of a sudden, they can defeat their enemies. What was Dragon Ball Z for you? I think for every adolescent boy at the time, it was violent. I mean, let's, I mean, if we keep it simple, it was violent. You had <laughs> people beating the shit out of each other. I mean, <laughs> if we just keep it simple, that's what it was. Um, it wasn't complicated. It wasn't a love story. And I, and for me, it was just like the next evolution of a cartoon in a way yeah so like i remember watching you know the cartoon network shows and they were like playful you know there were violence in looney tunes but it was playful yeah no world threatening issues and then along comes dragon ball z you have this guy who's dedicated to his craft really you have people that support him he have a team he has friends and they're trying to save the world and i think that makes for a compelling story at the end of the day. I do see like a lot of influence from American superheroes in some respects. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of how he gets started out is a lot like Superman. Yeah. And how he comes to uh to a new planet as such. Yeah, definitely. And I think that plays a part into it too. At least for me, but you know, overall I think that's what it is. The way you could just market it with fighting, you know, you make a show you can watch that. You make a trading card game. You make video games. A fighting game, you know. It's just different markets that Dragon Ball Z touch and could yeah, touch. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't matter that there was like two Dragon Ball Z games each year. You just lined up and you got them. Yep. You know, you didn't want to be the kid without knowing about Dragon Ball Z. It didn't matter. Um, white, black, you know, brown, Indian, blue, green. If you were a boy at the time, you watched Dragon Ball Z. You knew about it. Yeah. You didn't care if you were the preppy kid, the stug, the hoodlum, you know. It just didn't matter. Even if you lied about it to your friends, you still probably watched it. 
Like, yeah. You probably still caught it here and there. Absolutely. The takeaway gender, too. I, I feel like I definitely, you know, have female friends, dated females who would be like, oh, you watch Dragon Ball Z. Like, you watch that shit, you know? <laughs> the Japanese cartoon. Yeah, the Japanese cartoon. And I think it was even recognized by our parents. I just think it grabbed everybody's attention. I think it is like, in a lot of respects, other than Pokemon, like the first mainstream anime, if we really think about it. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Definitely ingrained itself into pop culture. Bunch of rappers. Yeah. Chance, Gambino. I know Rizza has a lot of old school Kung Fu references. I don't know if he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan. I have to check. Right. But a lot of, a lot of rappers love him. Logic is yeah. actually good friends with Steve Blum. Okay. Who, uh, yeah, who was voiced Spike Spiegel and stuff like that. And a lot of those kids are like five to ten, five to ten years older than us. Okay. So they were in that same kind of age range to catch it. Yeah. One of my instructors is a huge Vegeta fan to this day. Like, and he's in his forties. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's a quiet nerd about that. Yeah. If he's listening to this, he knows who he is. I mean, I had to give him shit on that, though. Uh, <laughs> we go in there uh, with Vegeta. We totally can. Go for it. Yeah. So at this point in Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Super, whichever one you follow or you watch, I think the show wants you to believe Vegeta is like the second guy, right? Ooh. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, just because who has Vegeta really beat? Other than Goku, who has who has the resume? And that if we consider the Z fighter as a team, right? Mm-hmm. If we look at their win loss record, if we look at like them as like fighters, who really has an impressive resume other than Goku? Vegeta, pretty much. Yeah. You think Vegeta has one? I don't think Vegeta has one. Like who has he beaten? Oh, that's true. Well, okay, then we'll lay it down for us. Let's go for that. I don't know. I think they do Vegeta wrong a lot. He's a character that has a lot of depth. He does. And he has come around from being evil to good, too. And Yeah. I think you're onto something, though. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. I think the show or the writers get too afraid with letting the other characters get some spotlight. Because if we really look at it, we start with the Saiyan saga. Right. So Raditz coming down? Yeah, you could chalk that. Raditz up to Piccolo, but, you know, Goku was the driving force in that defeat. Definitely. Vegeta and Nappa show up. Everybody's just basically stalling for time until Goku gets there. Right. So you couldn't even have, and correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah. But, like, Goku takes out Nappa and Vegeta. Yeah. You couldn't give Gohan, Nappa, you know, that one win. Yeah, like, they tried to make Gohan, like, the the next yeah. one in line. Because, like, there's a part where he fights Nappa, and Nappa's like, if I didn't deflect that in time, that would have completely destroyed me. Right. And then he knocks Gohan out. Uh, and then Piccolo takes the, like, the, the killing shot away mm. from Gohan and stuff like that. Who's another fucking cool character? Oh, Piccolo is, Piccolo is the best, I think. The great thing about Piccolo is he knows his strengths and weaknesses. He's very aware where other characters like Goku and Vegeta are not aware <laughs> that they're <laughs> outmatched. So yeah. I love Piccolo's awareness. 
Um, I like his story arc. I love his character development. Yeah, he had a lot of lore, like from uh, being the being the child of King Piccolo. By the way, King Piccolo Day was like a week ago. Fun fact, oh, it was like the eighth or ninth. Nice. Um, May is a weird month for Dragon Ball Z. Apparently, my birthday on the twelfth is like when the androids invade Earth. Oh, uh, I saw that meme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't that like Goku? Like he died from a virus. Yeah, he gets the heart virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now the androids. Mm-hmm. That's next. And one of my friends texted me. He's like, "Hey, man, I didn't know your birthday was on the same day that they King Crimson." I'm not joking. You, that happened to me on my birthday this year. He was like, "Happy birthday!" Just hope the androids don't invade this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was pretty awesome. And I didn't realize that until he pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they do. Everything happens in May. Like, even when they take the three years and go train for, like, a Cell Saga, yeah. they come back in May, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was weird. Under normal circumstances, May is a great time, you know, because, <laughs> you know, you graduate, the summer starts. Yeah. May is really the kickoff of the new year, right? In, in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, spring has come. Yeah. Graduation, new semester. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. For me, it's always exam time or birthdays. So, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, Piccolo, I think the, the best uh, the best time that you see him like uh, do what he's talking about in terms of you know knowing where his like limit is is when they did the new Broly movie. Mm. We may have talked about this before. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a great scene where like he has a lot of cool powers that they don't talk about. Like he has some level of uh, tele- telepathy and telekinesis. Like I think King Piccolo, they they showed a, like a, a picture of him just like meditating, like was just like levitating yeah. pyramids or something just for the hell of it. Because why not? Mm. And uh, like, he has a lot of abilities that are just amazing. Plus, you can just, like, shoot an energy blast at you and give you clothes, which is also a never-ending <laughs> thing. Because that's what, uh, when, when he's fighting Cell, Gohan's like, can you give me the same yeah. clothes that you wear? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, you never, you only see that, like, twice. And he's like, yeah, kid, you look real sharp. And then just gives him these clothes right there, and uh, the shoulder plat- pads and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, Piccolo definitely playing a top character in that show. Definitely my favorite character. I agree. I agree. I think you're right. I want to get back to the Vegeta point because it's something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's something interesting. I just think the writers maybe, or maybe unintentionally, but I just think they're they're afraid to let the other characters have the resume of Goku. Ooh. I mean, I get, but at the end of the day, it is Goku's story. Yeah. But the way they continuously try to enforce that Vegeta's number two, which he is in the Z fighter circle, but his lack of uh, finishing fights or like killing anybody. I don't know. It His pride gets in the way. Yeah. It kind of ruins Vegeta to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. He definitely been instrumental in like um some of the bigger fights. Like I think about the Majibu saga. Oh yeah. When it would just like Goku, Vegeta and like Kid Buu and they're fighting on another planet because Kid Buu destroyed Earth. Yeah. Vegeta took all those hits so that way Goku could like get some time for, yeah. for the spirit bomb. <laughs> right. And then uh, there's this classic part where he actually uses his head. Like the, the thing about Vegeta is that he's he's more of an assassin. 
he's like you. Uh, he's like, he's more of the assassin kind of mentality. By the way, Lance's uh, gym nickname was the assassin because he just goes in there and crushes goals. Right. With his abilities. I have too big of a mouth, so I go there and talk too much. I love how you said when you were saying that, it was like, his nickname was because we can't go back to the gyms. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're gone. It will they're be destroyed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna talk about gyms like uh to our grandkids like i remember there was a place <laughs> we could go work out. To work out and, and it was amazing the, we were all trying to be z fighters <laughs> <laughs> that is how lance and i became friends uh i was wearing a one punch man t-shirt go back to the beginning yeah. and um i was talking to our mutual uh trainer uh on certain days uh aj shout out to confluence fitness and uh and the people were there and uh i was saying i forgot what whatever i said to aj it was probably something snarky and snippy because i like to make him laugh and then all of a sudden i see you there and you're like so have you read the the manga for one punch man and i'm like what no <laughs> i haven't i was so i was so taken aback because no one at that time had ever reached out and said anything yeah and then from that point on that was like almost almost three years ago now it's kind of crazy to think about how long yeah. I've really known you guys at Confluence Fitness a little bit. I don't even remember when I started, but I know I've seen a lot of people come and go. I definitely have to. Yeah. So it's uh it's interesting when when uh you know just like sticking with something. Uh, yeah. Or how many people like not even like make New Year's resolutions, but like they'll say, oh, you know, I'll work out for a couple months and then I'll go back to my life. I get that, and I get life is complicated. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to remain, like, and have a healthy body, then this needs to be like a lifestyle change. It can't just be like something you do for a couple months. Yeah, and I think the, I mean, if we bring it back um, to Dragon Ball Z, I think that show kind of helped inspired some people to uh, pursue fitness goals. Definitely, definitely. For me, it was uh, what Dragon Ball Z means to me. It was just like you know, endurance. At the end of the yeah. day, I had a number of respiratory problems growing up uh, when I had to like wear a, a nebulizer or a mask for to help me breathe whenever I would get sick or something. Yeah. And uh, it was cool to see like now I'm, I'm all good. I don't, I don't need that uh, on a day to day. So long when I get sick, um, and it was cool to see another character like in the healing chamber. Um, like, yeah. Like Goku's doing that, and I'm like, oh great! Mm-hmm. And, and they have that in the Frieza saga. They have that in a couple other sagas when they're trying to, to heal the, the Z fighters. I think Vegeta does that too when he's coming back from almost getting killed at yeah. on planet Earth and everything. And that was really cool. And it's just, yeah, you, know, you can easily make fun of it and just say that they're like, they're just so constipated. That's why they're yelling and crouching down. <laughs> but, and that is totally fair. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to take that away from anybody. But it just gives you this sense of perseverance and endurance mm. that is is really good and was really beneficial to a lot of kids like us uh, growing up at that time. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've really appreciated Vegeta more because he has kind of taken whatever bad stuff he did and realized it was wrong and right. moved along from it and just you know tried to make the best of it, tried to do the best he can to be a better person. Whereas, like, Goku's just a terrible father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's, uh, there's a point there, too. Um, yeah. Goku really, his character really doesn't, um, develop much. No. 
the he's the same character, saga to saga. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, for you, you're saying like you related to Vegeta. Now I do. Yeah. yeah. Gohan was a character I kind of related to in just that he was at considered. Yeah, at the time, just uh, he was considered weak and uh, whiny and afraid. Small. Yeah. Before he like did his own journey to become strong and um, fight his own battles, not try to hide behind people. Um, and so I really um, initially really enjoyed Gohan's character arc all the way up to the Cell Saga where when Goku actually stepped aside and let Gohan fight Cell. And um, I mean, but then again, you know, during that fight, you know, Goku, you know, had a hand in it. Yeah. I think he was so drunken with power and so angry at, because uh, I, I know what type of fight you're talking about. Yeah. He punches him so hard, uh, 18 comes out. Mm-hmm. And and then he's like, no, I'm gonna let him suffer. And then he uses the self destruct mechanism, and Goku's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And then right. it's, it's kind of like the first time he's been ever had any kind of semblance of powers. And plus, he's a teenager. Yeah, there's some part I gotta give to him there. I think that was kind of like a downfall for uh, Gohan's development, just because following that was the Boo Saga. <sighs> yeah. I'm not mad at the Great Saiyan Man. I thought that was a very interesting way to bring the show back. They could have lost the cape. The cape was dumb. Nah, you don't lose the cape. <laughs> the cape stays. <laughs> if I'm looking at it, I think at this point they kind of realized they were kind of getting compared to American superheroes and they were just kind of trying to parody that a little yeah. bit. That watch was cool. Yeah. It was a cool watch. That I'm not going to yeah. Do you remember the gold fighter? Who was the gold fighter? So it was before he got the Saiyan Man watch, mm. where he's just in Super Saiyan form. Oh, that was his nickname. I thought that was cooler than Saiyan Man, because he was only yeah. on for like an episode. And he comes out, and like there's some guy trying to like rob a store or something, mm. some criminal doing criminal acts. And um, he comes in, like he's still wearing his school like clothes. Yeah. Clothes that he was wearing to school night yeah. on his, his uniform. And he just comes out, he's in Super Saiyan form, and just knocks knocks him out, moves everything, and then gets back to class. Which I thought was insane. I'm like, that the gold fighter was cooler than Saiyan Man, who kept on doing the peace sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm Saiyan Man, I'm here to help. <laughs> Dumbest outfit ever. Yeah, but I don't know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I mean, like, it was goofy. I enjoy it later that they, like reference it back like later on after the boo saga like he goes back to doing it and then like <laughs> videl is in on it now <laughs> oh yeah she she gets her own thing yeah yeah, yeah so yeah it was just weird with gohan like he was kind of raised to be the chosen one yeah and then like he was given these opportunities and then like they just dropped the ball with him yeah I don't get why. I've I've heard that they kind of said something about it. It's like, yeah, we wanted to go on to take over, but we heard about the resounding joy that people have with Goku, which I don't fully buy. Yeah. Yeah, and they just kind of made him a nerd. And granted, you know, he's probably a better father than his father ever was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, if we think about GT, (laughs) he did let his daughter go into space. To find some Dragon Balls. He basically made another Dragon Ball series with his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's if GT's considered canon, and it's not. Yeah. That's not, that's not wrong. How do we feel about that? Just the whole 
what's canon, what's not. Because for me, yeah. just to have a whole a whole series that doesn't technically exist now. Yeah. At least for me growing up watching it, I take more to GT than Super. I'm not saying it's better. Like, they have better arcs. I think just me growing up when I was in, like, peak Dragon Ball Z fandom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I consider it canon. I, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. I get that. And, uh, you know, that's another thing, too. It's like, if if the broadcast of Toonami, either if it came on streaming or whatever, uh, in the way that Dragon Ball Z did come on, if it came on today, I would have never attached to it. Okay. Not in the way that I have attached to it as a kid, because one yeah. is cable TV. So you got what you got, and you never saw it until like a week later. Okay. Yeah. And also like the the classic episode in uh, the Frieza saga where he's like holding himself up for the spirit bomb and whatnot. That apparently did not happen in the Japanese version. It was apparently a lot shorter, and there was a lot more blood that happened in it. And so if, when they made it for America, they cut that out and just had him hold the spirit bomb for mm. like those episodes. I don't think I would have had the patience to stick with it because I'm not in the DBZ fandom that I, as much as I am now. Okay. Um, now I, I definitely have a love for it and whatnot. But I, I see your point. It's kind of like when you were, I don't want to say susceptible, but what, when you were so open to it yeah. at that time, it's like it, it means a lot more to you. And I enjoyed GT for like the, the cool lore aspects. It was, it was fun to see like Goku as a kid again. And it was fun right. to see like Emperor Pilaf as an old shabby little creature return to the series after like 20 years or something like that yeah well, at least for me i mean if i'm comparing just the story and just how well it was told mm-hmm. between dragon ball z super gt i think dragon mm-hmm. ball had the best story overall yeah. with character development especially krillin yeah. yeah krillin was actually a really good character in dragon ball at that time i really loved ten shinha Tien. He was a really great character. The student of Master Mutaito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it had some cool and I remember like and I haven't seen all of Dragon Ball. Oh man, you gotta watch it. I, I had no excuse but to watch it essentially at this point. Of what I've seen in Dragon Ball, the fights are a lot better. Yeah, the fights are better. Yeah. Kid Goku actually thinks more than um <laughs> Goku. Because he doesn't have I won't say he doesn't have it, but he doesn't have that ability to get stronger. He can't just boost himself right. to meet somebody on their level, you know? Yeah. He does have to think kind of quick sometimes. He do adjust. Their tournaments are a lot better. The villains have a little more depth. And then it's just nice to see, reflecting back on it now, just to kind of see how grounded it was. Even though they had some supernatural elements in it. You know, it wasn't this base emperor coming to conquer Earth. It wasn't this super powerful android. There were androids. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, like, threatening the Earth, which is sometimes refreshing. Like, sometimes you can enjoy the Avengers, you know, stopping the world from being destroyed, and then you could just read a comic about Spider-Man just saving. On a smaller level. Smaller level, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's it's like, okay, great, it's cliche as, as heck uh, that you guys want to take over the world. Like, right. This happened last week, too. Like, we see mm-hmm. all the time. Whereas when you're watching and enjoying fiction, it's like, if you're going with Marvel, the example that kind of came to my mind was, like, 
Even though people didn't terribly care for it, the Ant-Man movies, which were kind of like lighthearted and goofy. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go on that. So like what I enjoy with the first Ant-Man, right? You can go a step up. So like they can go a step up with their villain, with their threat, right? Right. With Avengers, it's really hard to keep going a step up, right? When your first enemy is a god, right? So like Loki, then you create a cyber god, Ultron. Okay, so those are two tyrants trying to take over Earth. What's next? Another tyrant. You know, that's a god level. So that's kind of true with Dragon Ball Z. You know, Frieza. Okay, let's mix it up with an android. Let's just combine all the bad people and put them into one guy right. and call him Cell. Exactly. Because we're out of ideas now. <laughs> That's the thing with Dragon Ball, since it was closely based to the myth uh, during the West, they had more material. Mm. A lot of the characters, uh, like Oolong is actually based off of one of the characters. Bulma's based off of the monk. Uh, Krillin, I think, is based off of one of the compatriots that comes with uh, Tripitaka. So Tripitaka is the is the one that's supposed to be the reincarnated Buddha. Okay. And that's supposed to be Bulma. Kind of makes sense, but, you know, whatever. It, it works. Sandy, I think, is Krillin. There's actually, a, like, a it's translated to Sandy. Mm. Zubajay's Oolong. I think Yamcha is one of the other characters um, that helps them. And it's kind of funny because it runs a lot like Dragon Ball. The other people try, are all, they're all bodyguards of, of Bulma, essentially. Yeah. And of Tripitaka, uh, in terms of those parallels. All of them kind of like are terrible at fighting. And there, there's sometimes where like, Sun Wukong just like, uh, is, is kind of like, why are you fighting? Let me take care of this because I'm way powerful than all of you. Um, but there are times where like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Like where they can't just use, they can't just like bust in and use brute strength. Right. And there's moral aspects that go with it, too, because of Buddhism. Like, he can't go, and uh, Tripitaka is like, you can't kill people. And, and Sun Wukong is like, what? <laughs> that's nonsense. Yeah, uh, but that's a bit of a divergence. But it, it's yeah. cool to see. Like, if you get the chance, man, like, yeah. there's a there's a great YouTube series. It's called uh, Overly Sarcastic Productions. And they actually run through uh, in, like, 10-minute increments mm-hmm. of each part of Journey to the West. It's a uh, shout-out to that. Uh, channel. They do a good job. They just released a new section uh, about a month ago. And they do a good job of breaking it down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk more about how the change happens. The moment Raditz comes down, Mm -hmm. everyone kind of gets sidelined. Everything that was mystical is now scientific. You find out that uh, King Piccolo is actually not a demon. He was just uh, an alien that came down Mm -hmm. to Earth. Yeah. That was actually the bad half of someone's personality. Then the planet that that guy was from still has have the same people there. So we're talking about Kami and the Namekians, essentially. I don't know if you heard about this. Within the last decade, there was a, there was a petition that when they found one of the Earth, one of the new Earth-like planets to name it Namek because it looked just like Namek on the outside. Lance is so happy about that. If you listen to the recording, he just uh, rubbed his eyes in, in delight. It's like <laughs> I'm a nerd to a point where I like to keep things within the culture. I don't know. I don't need a planet named Namek. I don't need it either, but I just thought it was, it was, yeah. it was fun. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you could really get a lot of people behind it, I don't see why not. I mean, if you're out of names, sure. <laughs> name it, 
that was another thing too. Like this is the first name we ran to after all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I think you. I think you have a good point that it did kind of lose some lore with some things by really getting into the science fiction element with aliens. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with uh, Goku. I mean, you could even say like they thought Goku was like a demon child. Yeah, that's right. But then you introduce other characters just like him. It kind of takes away from the character a little bit. Um, maybe not back then when I was watching it, reflecting yeah. on it now, kind of, because there's shows now, uh, other animes who do it, um, where the main character has the same powers as the enemy or right. is of the same race or culture as the enemy. And, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like I've seen this. I'm I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's become a trope, which is, you know, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. It shows the effect that the show had on the show. Bad thing because we've seen it a million times now. Right. And and that's something that kind of goes back to the the introduction that we did to this episode. The Dragon Ball Babies. That's what I call (laughs) it. That's what I call, like, every anime that I feel like Dragon Ball Z influenced. Do you mind if I use that from now on? What, Dragon Ball Babies? Yeah. Sure, I don't care. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to totally use that now. That's that's awesome. And it's uh, like One Punch Man kind of turns it on his head and just says, you know, like, well, like, this is great. We're going to have fun with it. I, I love how whenever they try to do like an anime intro for a new character or something like that, yeah. for like their plight and everything, instead of, and Genos, if you guys hadn't seen One Punch Man, mm. uh, this essentially has just become a Dragon Ball Z One Punch Man episode. I mean, you point. could... Which I'm fine with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we add Naruto into it, too. Sure. With the story. Uh, not so much the story, but, I mean, I mean, yeah, in a little bit. Like, with uh, Naruto and Sasuke, his rivalry. Yeah. Vegeta and Goku. Yeah, how it can be um, friendly one minute, and then it can be... They hate Bios. each other. Like, yeah, antagonistic. Same thing with Hakusho, uh, Yusuke, and Hiei. Yeah. All the I, time. I initially thought that when I first was watching that show, Hiei was introduced and he was like a villain that... His hair was exactly the same. Exactly the same. Like, you know, yeah. definitely the design elements are definitely there with a lot of these anime. And he's shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was something, too, that he's like the enemy that he doesn't kill. Goku will kill Raditz, Nappa... Frieza cell, but he didn't kill Vegeta. Like, oh, I spare him. Yeah, he did spare him, didn't he? Yeah, and so they turn over a new leaf. But, you know, that's that's carried over in other animes. So, yeah, like you said, Yusuke fought EA, spared him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm just, that's kind of hitting me now. I didn't think but, about that before. Uh, so, like, with One Piece, I think the character design is there that he looks a lot like Goku or carries a lot of the same elements, carries a lot of the same traits. There's been fan theories that he's like a hundred generations away from uh really? from Goku as like oh. a descendant. There's there yeah, there's crazy fan theories that he's so diluted in the same bloodline at this really? point. Yeah, and and I, and I was like, oh that that's a cool theory. I mean even with like so with uh the jump force video game that came out a while ago you know, oh, yeah. they were just justifying that. So, like, Shonen Jump is like this mm-hmm. mediary world that can pull from other, you know, other worlds, other universes. So, I mean, that's 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 a really good theory. That like, so maybe Goku 
and Dragon Ball Z is like the main Earth one, if you will. And then all Earth branched out from it. From so there. like Earth two is Naruto, Earth three, One Piece, or at least one of the one of the earlier ones because they bring in like Fist yeah. of the North Star too, which is like from from the eighties. Like if we're talking about Dragon Ball Z's effects, like you can see oh, yeah. from there too, like dramatically the way that he does like the hundred fist uh, yeah punch. Almost identical to three years later when Dragon Ball comes out, and they use that in Dragon Ball Z. I think because I did see something before where it was like these kind of grandfather Shonen Jump animes, where it was like Dragon Ball Z, um, Fist of the North Star, and I think um, this one anime called Kaniku Man. Oh, I think I heard about that. Like later on, it becomes like about wrestling, but and then there was a it's like a planet wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but then there's like a couple other ones. I don't know why those didn't have like a similar legacy in the West, like Dragon Ball Z, but definitely those influences were felt in Dragon Ball Z and then like carried on to the other anime. I think my whole point with it is why I call them the Dragon Ball Z babies. It's just because you just see a lot. You see a lot of the influences in them where maybe Fist of the North Star is a little more subtle. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Fist of the North Star or any other anime. Oh, no. I didn't take it like that. But I, No, definitely. Uh, I'm just, yeah, yeah. just justifying it to the audience and myself a little bit. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's really cool to see its effect on, on everything today. Like, uh, I've been watching Community. Yeah. And so I had never seen it before until the quarantine started. And I there, there's a part where they're playing foosball. Yeah. And, and specifically, like... Jeff and Shirley find out that they, 30 years ago, or 20, 25 years ago, apparently that Shirley bullied him, and yeah. that was the same kid that she bullied and made wet his pants at foosball. So they have an epic battle, and it's straight up Dragon Ball Z. Like, it looks like the Frieza saga when Namek's about to be explode, about to explode and yeah. everything. Um, and I thought, I'm like, all right, community did it. <laughs> And it's cool to see its effect in different other, other media, not oh, just yeah. like uh, anime in general. Like it's it's that big of a deal now. I think even Jackie Chan said his favorite character was Goku um, okay. in all of anime that he's seen, um, which doesn't surprise me because he has that kind of personality anyway uh, of just like liking life mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, there is a part of me too, like as glad as I am to see things, you know, anything have an impact. I think sometimes it's it's overdone a little bit. I mean, we've already talked about it, how it's, it's overdone. Like, uh, so for me, I don't, I don't really consider it directly a Dragon Ball baby, but, um, attack on Titan, it, <laughs> right? Attack on Titan, <laughs> um, with the main character finding out that he's a Titan. I think there was a little effect of Dragon Ball Z in it where I get that. I just didn't need it. If we're just looking at Dragon Ball Z, I think it lacked a lot in story and development sometimes. Oh, totally. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like it different things kind of drive to you at different ages of your life. Yeah. Like if I were to if I were to receive that now as who I am now, I, I probably wouldn't stick with it as much as I would like right. um, yeah, other shows. Like My Hero Academia does a really good job of mm. I think my my friend uh Alejandro said it the best. So the guy who voices All Might Right. Is the one who uh, is Christopher Sabat who voiced Piccolo. He was one of the main guys for Piccolo. Yeah. There were other guys, but he's the one that stayed. 
He said that it, it's an anime that people who were our generation that watched the Toonami broadcast of DBZ and all those other shows I named, uh, to now potentially having children or just being older. It doesn't matter. Just seeing that you can't just fight hard. You have to fight smart. You have to use your head. Right. And that's what My Hero Academia does a really good job about. Because, like, okay, fine. It's the same kind of... Your your main protagonist is is, uh, is Midori Deku. And he has, you know, unbelievable. he's the one for all. And the bad guys all for all for one. Yeah. Uh, they're the inverses of each other. So, like, uh, they he has that. But he's like, he, this comes with limits. This comes with... Uh, cons of that you can hurt yourself right. like his hand is irreparably scarred now on yeah. his right hand uh for just overuse like it's very yeah okay you, your your endurance is good your your strength your inner strength your uh your heart is very strong but you can't just run and live life like that you have to like, there's more parts to you and like there's part there they show a lot of sacrifice they show a lot of what it means to uh, make the best of life, where you have to choose, make choices that aren't like the aren't the aren't the easiest yeah. choice. They're they're often the lesser two evils. But um, I thought it was a really good way of showing uh, kind of an evolution of showing things is more complicated. And I thought that was really cool. I just had a crazy thought while you were just explaining that. So what if we look at Dragon Ball Z and um, My Hero Academia as the evolution of society, right? Where us growing up in our generation, I think this is the last time we've, like, kids or anybody's ever really said this. They said, you could be whatever you want as long as you put your energy into it. So, right. in Dragon Ball Z, he can defeat anybody as long as he put his power into it. You know, that's kind of the justification where my hero academia, like you said, you got to work. No, you have limits. You can't just beat them this way. You, you got to try this way. So, maybe, like... Right. This is like society saying that, hey, you know, we have to stick within our limits and we have to know how to work around. Yeah. It's hey, it's cool. Yeah. You want to uh, be a ball player. Hey, it's cool that you want to, you know, be a movie star. But there's more to that. Let's really look at your limits. You know, let's really look at society. You know, let's let's take a deep look and see what we really need and where we can send you where you can have the greater impact on society today. And it's also like, you know, you have to have, like, not everyone has quirks. Yeah. You know? not every, And, like, there are also people who are, who are like, talented. Yeah. There's always this thing, like, there's, there are people who are talented, and those are people who work hard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it, of course, there are varying in-betweens. Like, I've, I've done some martial arts, and, mm -hmm. like, I've definitely met people who were, who I've trained on a low level. And uh, I'm like, oh, wow, they have a lot of talent. And then they just kind of quit. After all, I'm like, oh, they tried it out. They're, they're good. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, you can totally do that and whatnot. And then there are people who just don't give up, who just keep on coming right. back and back and back and back. And this kind of goes back to what we're talking about the gym, too. Like, like, just because you're really good at it or just because you're really bad at something mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily determine your success. There's a lot right. of factors that go into it. So that that's a, you have a really good point. I like that. I like that point. It's just like, it really shows you, like, what are the problems in society? What mm -hmm. you can really do as your abilities in society? Right. It's got really deep plans. I did not yeah. expect. And this I mean, is awesome. No, this, this is great. This is gold. And that's probably the deepest anybody's ever thought about Dragon Ball Z. Honestly, reflecting on that's this, okay. I thought because, like I said earlier, I mean, it was really just simple. Why we liked it. We liked it. Violence. We were attracted to it. Yeah, I mean, like let's 
Yeah, let's be honest. It, it was a the pussy art style was amazing. yeah, and I mean at the time, I mean if it's the introduction to anime, like I said, you just didn't see it. You didn't see it in Looney Tunes. You didn't see it in other cartoons like Dexter's Laboratory was one I watched. Oh yeah, good one. Even the Powerpuff Girls. Even like if we go back to like the Spider Man animated series, the um, Batman animated series. And then, like, maybe Superman's anime series was, like, the craziest fights we would see with them, like, flying around, punching into buildings. But, you know, Dragon Ball Z did it on an epic scale of, like, yeah. hey, he just punched a dude, like, halfway through the planet. You know, they're fighting on a dying planet. They're still going at it on a dying <laughs> planet. Yeah. Two things. One... one uh, apparently that, that fight was only supposed to be like five minutes long. There's some random theories on the web that say because they were reaching such high levels of power, freezes at max, Goku's at the new Super Saiyan level, that they were moving so fast that like normalized couldn't get them. I think that's BS because I think it's just a way for them to like justify that like the that they'll say like uh, you know this is we're, we just need to fill in episode gaps so we're just gonna make it. Yeah, longer. I mean, but. I can believe it's five minutes because you've done martial arts. Have you yeah. ever been into like a fight or like any type of struggle in the moment? It feels like forever. Yeah, it can. It can feel yeah. like forever. And then yeah. like, so I've been in, so I do security. So like there've been instances where I'm like getting into it with a guy and I'm like, man, this was like 10, 15 minutes. And I go back and we watch the video. This was like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on the point like uh a lot of the training that we do uh for martial artists like the encounter should not really be longer than a couple minutes mm. if it's longer than that like you're either at a competition right. or you're with someone who has a crazy cardiovascular system mm. not usually that usually never happens like uh, how many olympic athletes do you apprehend i don't know no I mean, I, I mean, yeah. if they're uh, Olympic athlete, they're gone. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to catch them. But um, I've definitely been um, in martial arts before and like sparred, and it, yeah, it definitely feels like the longest two minute. Like they'll do like a two minute round, and it definitely feels like and the you, longest. And then you, and then you check. It's like, oh gosh, that was like thirty seconds. What the hell happened? Right. Like, yeah. Well, let's say you do like a round sparring somebody. I don't know how you did it in yours, but. I do remember like these like one minute round, two minute rounds, and then like yeah, okay, now take a minute round break. That break feels quicker than you know the actual round fight. Itself. Yeah, uh, the way I do it, we do splintering. Since ours is like not for profit, we we do a lot of uh, we do a lot, we run a lot more drills and we're a little more relaxed and we do it for fun. And uh, we do do sparring one on one with yeah. like certain certain instructors and stuff, but. Uh, typically it's done with higher level students, not to make myself on a pedestal or anything, but we do a higher level. I mean, I'm not tr- I'm Talk trying to be an asshole. Talk your shit, man. <laughs> Talk your shit. <laughs> we, we try to do with higher level students because they can take care of themselves a little better. Uh, and they won't get injured as, as easily. Gotcha. So it's like even professional fighters don't spar as much as you probably would think. Um, they, they do it. They definitely do like, you know, they, they might spend an hour doing it, but. Yeah. That, you know, there is the risk for doing that and getting injured. And then, like, well, then the entire fight's derailed. Then you can't do anything. Sidetrack story. So I think it was, yeah. like, 2011, 2012. 
I was at this place called the Boxing Gym, and uh, they had a Muay Thai class. And so I was in the class. I was young. I was losing a lot of weight. This is what I always tell AJ. Like that was like the lowest weight I've been in my adult life. But um, I remember they did have like fighters who were like there working out and they were sparring. And my instructor was like, "We want you to spar with this fighter, dude." Right. But he was really cool. Like he was like, okay. He's also preparing me actually for a fight. Like he isn't gonna go. He go. He gonna go easy, but he isn't. He's meeting your level essentially. He's not being an asshole. Right. That's good. But the one thing about me during that whole class, like I guess if there was any highlight to my ability, was the power in my legs and just like how strong they were. So he was like giving me like leg kicks, leg kicks, but it was like backfiring on him like he did whoop my ass in the sparring you know whatever <laughs> however you consider the sparring matches like to go yeah yeah, yeah. Be so yeah, he yeah, definitely yeah. whooped my ass but at the end of it his leg was like messed up it was sore it was bruised like Ooh. so i think a week later because he was fighting that weekend a week later we find out he lost the fight and i kept oh, no. thinking to myself like it was my fault for like uh, I'm losing. So, yeah, it's funny to hear you just say that, like, sparring has a bad effect, you know what I mean, on fighters. That is really reassuring to hear. I mean, I, it sucks that he lost the fight. Don't get yeah, me wrong. yeah. But it's it's reassuring to hear that uh, that, that story match, that, that knowledge that I've been told by my instructors isn't just an insular knowledge, like, it's mm-hmm. it's knowledge. Right. Which I, it's, it's really, it's cool for me to hear that because Everyone, like, the moment, like, it's why I kind of, I don't lead with it. I, there's a couple of things I don't lead with, anime and martial arts. Because typically, like, people will, like, think I'm I'm just, like, uh, hentai and senpai. Or they, they will, <laughs> or, or they're, like, like, I've had people, like, kick me in the knee before and, and stuff, like, right in the spot. And really? Like, that. Oh, they're yeah, trying to test you. It, it, yeah, and I'm like, wait, why are you doing this? Like, like I thought we were friends. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks that you have this magical ability that will pop out of nowhere. And if you're really good, and I'm, I wasn't really good at that time, it can come out. I don't even think I have that now, honestly. I was always told that, you know, like, every, like whenever I do tell anyone I, I do martial arts or it comes out or something, like, oh, hey, how often do you spar? And I'm like, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Their interest kind of goes down after that. They're like, oh, it's not hardcore enough. I'm like, right. dude, I... I work in property management for a living. I, I don't like. I need my body. Like it's, yeah. it's it's the thing. I, even if I did, even if I was a professional fighter, I need my body. Right. It's how I do everything. Like uh, these are the, these are tools that you need to to keep for life. Yeah, uh, but I mean, how are you going to build a house if you don't have tools? It's true, but I think as a society, we're attracted to the to the violence. Like I think it was uh, Dana White who said it. Who was like. If there's a basketball on one end of the street and a fight on the other end, everybody's going to go to the fight. Pretty true. Yeah. That's true with Dragon Ball Z, too, right? So. Yeah. I, I was going to say that that kind of winds back to what you were saying. circle. So, like. Yeah. Uh, That's beautiful. We're going to go to the fight. And do Dragon Ball Z. I mean, you can say what you want. You can say it was overrated. You can say it lacks character development. You can say all these things. But. One thing it did have with fights, and uh, we were attracted to it. It was awesome, and it, yeah, it was just fun. And it was cool to come after school and, 
can see that. You know, yeah. It's cool, cool to be like, yeah, it's like, I got nothing else to say. I think, no. we, I think we said everything. I mean, yeah, I think at the end of the day, uh, definitely yeah. one of my top five anime of all time, if not my favorite anime. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, favorite. Yeah. Um, I think a lot, a lot of things get kind of silly at this point. Um, I haven't really been keeping up on Super, being honest, but I did see the Broly movie. I, you same, same here, man. I've caught like clips and stuff. There has some, been some interesting characters. Like I thought. Hit was pretty cool. Hit was really cool. I thought yeah. that was cool. Cause I was like, oh, we're going back to tactics. Thank you. Yeah. You brought back the KO Ken technique, man. Like you hadn't seen that for years. Yeah. And I think he, he brought like a lot of different, uh, like a different kind of character element with mm-hmm. him being an assassin on his world. That was interesting. Yeah, but not like an evil assassin. No. Like it was like there was a level of honor to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I, I thought was really, he looked a lot like Piccolo and Python. Yeah, that's what I like too. Which I thought, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pycon is a lost character that I really like too during Dude, that arc. Where the hell is Pycon? Uh, you only know. see him in one other movie and who the hell killed him? Who the hell killed him? Because oh, I if Goku that. can can barely hold off his skyrocketing ability, yeah. In the like, this is one of my things. Like, someone put a meme about this, like, uh, does this, does this, does this, and then at the end of it, it's like they're showing Pycon, like, who the hell killed him? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, and they never go into it, and we never hear about it again. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of one of the things about Akira Toriyama. He kind of forgets a lot of what he does. Um, cause he forgot that there was like a Super Saiyan 3 at one point. He was like, oh, I thought that was Super Saiyan 3 over there. So like, there was at one point where he had like, you know, of course, reaching Super Saiyan level, like where you have the golden hair, but then he threw in the electricity, which is supposed to be Super Saiyan 2, but he accidentally yeah. thought that was Super Saiyan 1. Mm. He was like, oh, it's just a new little dressing we'll put on it. And then so he did Super Saiyan 3. That's when he had like the big forehead yeah. and the long hair and everything. Like other interesting things I saw in Super, the two Saiyan girls who merged into the brawly like yeah. female character, Cabbage yeah. and Kaba, Kaba and something Kale. Yeah, and they actually put a. I mean, that was like the initial kind of story, like kind of development on that type of Super Saiyan. Yeah, that they kind of carried over to explain Brawly to set him up in Super the movie. They're caring about the. They're they're like writing universe now which is really cool mm-hmm. it's cool to see that yeah as opposed to like we had mentioned before like whenever they would do movies first of all it was they were awesome like the dragon Ball Z movies are awesome they're 50 minutes long they get everything done they keep your attention some of them yeah <laughs> handfuls of them maybe, maybe i'll say all of them is not accurate but like uh, you know a handful of them are really good uh, but but I'm talking about like how they were made. Like they're 50 minutes. Yeah. Whereas opposed to like some of the saga arcs, could, we could probably lose like half the episodes. Let's be quite honest. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with the Frieza, especially with certain parts of the Cell saga. Yeah. Uh, Garlic Junior saga. I I actually that has a dear place in my heart just because it's so ridiculous. But I think one thing for me yeah. at least that suffered with the Garlic Junior saga, it was like introduced <laughs> in a movie, right? First. Yeah. So, but yeah, then yeah. it's like. The movie isn't canon, but then right. that movie was canon. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make because it's, it's like when Goku, I think, has like when Gohan's still a kid or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, and like like very very young. Yeah, it's like very a weird young. placement because it's like, is this supposed to be before Raditz? But 
nobody knew Gohan had fighting potential before Raditz. Right, yeah. And if it's after Raditz, before Nappa and Vegeta show up, Goku's supposed to be dead, but he's not dead. Right. So he's, yeah, he should be in Outworld mm-hmm. at this point with King Kai or King Yama, one of the two at this point. Yeah, it, it, Toriyama's not very good at keeping the dots um, yeah. uh, straight, essentially. He's like, oh, whoops, gotta right. go back and fix it. Um, but that's okay. He He can do what he wants. Obviously. Within reason. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were fifty minutes long and like like Bojack was a really good one. It makes you think of the Cell Saga again, but you don't know where exactly it's placed. Yeah, no clue. And then no clue at all and and uh and then it turns out to just not be and then it never happened. Yeah. We're just gonna drop drop it all completely. I mean I think it's annoying as a fan when you're trying to place it, but I think if when you take it as it is, you know what I mean? To be like, hey, yeah. here's a break from the traditional story. Here's a theatrical film. Well, in Japan, it's a right. theatrical film. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess if you take yourself away from trying to insert it, try to make it work. These are some really good, good side stories. I definitely enjoyed a lot of them. Yeah, I definitely did too. Like, uh, I remember when they finally announced in like 2015 that they were going to make a Dragon Ball Z movie. Uh, that was uh, a follow up to everything that had happened so far. And I'm really super excited. I wore this exact shirt, went to the theater uh, in West Hollywood because it was the only place that was showing it. Yeah. I get to the screen. I kid you not. Um, if they had hooked up a PS3 to the projector. And they like opened up a, they put it in DVD and they opened up a file and it was like a pirated version of it. Nice. <laughs> and, and it was Battle of the Guy. It was, it was so, so, like everyone in the theater just starts laughing. It just starts laughing. And, uh, and then it just starts. Um, <laughs> and then it just starts. And, <laughs> you forget yeah, all about it. Just it just starts. And we were like, well, like, we have no other way of seeing right. this. So whatever. And so we saw it and it was in English. It was in English. And, and I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, and then, and then it garnered so much reputation that they were like, that's when Super was starting to be put in production. Mm. Um, and so then they did Resurrection of F. So if you've seen both of those movies, you can actually skip right to season three of Super. Yeah. So that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. At this point, I feel like I've seen, um, the God of Destruction movie just from the clips and then also from video games. Yeah. Lord Beerus is cool. Yeah. It was a, it was interesting. I don't know enough yeah. about the character. Maybe if I actually sat and watched it. I could say, hey, this was a good direction for them to go. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's fun. Um, I, I just like the the voice actor they have for Beerus. He's, he does a good job, and um, I find it interesting how like the guy that has the halo and the staff, yeah, is actually his trainer. Right, he's stronger than him. Um, yeah, and they're they're apparently called the Angels or something like that. One of my buddies is is seen all of Super and tells me all about it. Let's not forget that Goku will get stronger than all of these people. Um, I think, I think we both seen eclipse where they hint at it, um, uh, with yeah. his, uh, new form where he's able to be. Ultra instinct, you mean? Yeah, where he's. Yeah. Able to go up with Jiren, who is said to be stronger than his god of destruction and his angel. Right. There's so much mystery behind Jiren that we, yeah. like, at least as far as I know at this point, I know nothing. Right. He looks like Kermit the Frog's albino cousin, and 
<laughs> who who was had way too much creatine. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> too much there. No, you gotta call a spade a spade. That's steroids. <laughs> Anime steroids. That's, right. um, <laughs> that is that is gonna be the title of this episode. <laughs> Anime, Anime steroids. steroids. <laughs> That's what all the characters are on. Yeah, I, I think it's it's uh it's interesting of where they're going. I hope they I hope they do more um in terms of like good story writing. Yeah. I'm I'm glad the anime is back in a lot of ways yeah. even though I'm not watching it currently. Cuz for me a little bit when they were just releasing the games without like that content um I was just kind of in a place where it's like how many times are we going to tell the same three sagas over in a video game? And yeah. then we actually, you know, that they actually get away with it and actually get people to buy it. Right, right. Yeah, I had gotten to a point where I was just done with it. I just kind of, at the at that point, I was hating to see one of my favorite shows just dragged out because it was lacking any original content. That's how I kind of felt about it, too. I was like, I'd rather... Toriyama in the story and then do something else, like make a new world. Right. Which I know is a tall is a tall order. But uh, I'd rather that happen than just kinda of nickel and dime me for new new stories or new like games that are the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, Dragon Ball Z for me is just basically like I definitely see the Dragon Ball Z babies that, that show up in, in newer animes. It's cool to see that show up in, in other anime. I'm trying to think of a good example. Um uh, Megalobox, which is this anime yeah. that's, uh, it's, uh, you saw it. Oh, cool. I didn't, I don't think I've talked to you about this then. Um, well, essentially for our viewer, for our listeners, it's, uh, it's not really clear about what, or, like, what the state of Earth is, but it's essentially like there's a lot of, hmm. there's very, very rich and there's very, very poor. And this new sport has come in hmm. and specifically, like, they just attach these cyber, uh, devices to said bodies and uh they basically go into the ring and beat the shit out of each other is the summation of it and the the main character's name is joe or he goes by joe we don't actually know his real name and it it reminds me a lot of cowboy bebop and how it runs in terms of like the music and style yeah to keep your cyber uh exoskeleton like going you get to have a lot of resources have to be wealthy and when they go on their first fight it gets destroyed. And there's nothing in the rules that says you have to have an exoskeleton. So they get in that way. Yeah. And uh, essentially, like, he goes, he takes the title Gearless Joe. And the way he keeps on just getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled makes no sense. Yeah. He should be dead. Uh, but it's really cool to see his determination to get through and to get to the top. Um, and they're mixed up into some... Uh, crime that they, they're winning the championship to get out of that. It reminds me a lot of there. Uh, definitely One Punch Man has it. Other animes that are really good for it. Yu Hakusho has some sprinkles about it too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love seeing the Dragon Ball Z babies that, that show up everywhere. And, uh, I'm never gonna get tired of saying that phrase. That's so much no. fun. Uh, yeah, it's something that, I, I've never said this before. It's, it's something that definitely helped me, uh, just learn some level of endurance and, and, uh, when you're doing like trap bar deadlifts mm. or, uh, bar deadlifts or just kind of goof around with your friends, like it's something that is a generational bridge for a lot of people. Yeah. We connect through, through media a lot, you know, whether it's, uh, learning about the classics, uh, learning about the Odyssey, 
learning about shows that we watch or talking and then meeting someone who you've never met before or, or meet briefly and uh, like, oh, you like this show? Like, oh, it's great. Let's talk about it. Or you like this yeah. old classic story? Like, let's talk about it. Let's go from there. And that is that is a really cool thing about Dragon Ball City is that it, it flints so much and it uh, can combine so many people together. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Ultimately, it's that's why I think it's awesome. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, just just to uh, sum it up on my end, I think sure. it's a cool thing to be a part of, you know, our generation really to be a part of some type of history. So I think about my older brother who's like in his 40s, you know, he'll compare a lot of shows to He-Man and Thundercats Definitely. in a way. So it's nice, at least for me, to have that show where it's like I can spot and all these new shows, they influence. Definitely. So, for me, that's really cool to see, you know, and to be a part of that. And it's just really good to be a nerd, too, to be, like, to really just have that knowledge. And then, like, when it gets to a pop culture level right. and see people talk about it, and, you know, you could be like, well, did you know this? And kind of get them involved in it. Um, if they're into it, if they're interested. So, that's really cool for me. Yeah. It's more than an icebreaker. It's a, uh, it's something that you know you can enjoy with people you've never met. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a conversation starter. Well, cool. This has been beautiful, man. Thank you for thank you for coming on. Yeah. I'm glad that this finally happened properly. Right. 